over 20 years, the Blue Man Group shows at the Briar Street Theater have been a cultural touchstone in Chicago's art scene. But a lot has changed about the show since its premiere, and the changes keep coming in 2018. Here to talk about the newest incarnation of the Blue Man Group are associate music director Jeff Quay and Chicago Blue Man Scott Bishop. Welcome to Vocalo, yay! Thank you. Hello. This is exciting. Uh, the Blue Man Group, you know, it's 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 a pop culture moment. Like, people know exactly what you're talking about when you talk about the Blue Man Group. And when it came to Chicago in 97, Jeff, it was a decade old by then. Can you give us a bit on those early days and how this show ended up making its home at the Briar Street? Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I remember when we brought the show here to Chicago and people would say, hey, so what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a drummer and a musician, music director. And they say, oh, what's your gig? Are you do with a band? And I'd say, well, it's, I'm with this, this kind of weird theater group. It's kind of hard to describe. It's called Blue Man Group. And I would get sort of <laughs> mostly a blank stare. Yeah. And I would give up on trying to describe it, you know, because it's really impossible to describe. Yeah. And so I'd usually just say, you really just, just come and see it, you know. And, and now, you know, 20, 23 years later, Sometimes when someone asks me what I do, I still kind of respond in the same way. I'm like, <laughs> well, it's this weird thing, and it's Blue Man Group, and they go, oh, well, I know what that is. So, you know, now we've become uh, quite ubiquitous. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been really interesting to watch that that growth uh, for us and uh, also culturally just around us and the awareness of, of society, of, of who we are and what we represent. Well, I'll ask you both, how did you find yourselves as blue men what skill set does it take to make it as a blue man it's a weird it's a weird set of skills that you have to have and that you have to develop you know one of the biggest things is just being able to be very open and playful you know when i first got into blue man i was touring with another show a, a theater drumming show out of canada i'm canadian i had a bunch of friends i was touring at the time and had a bunch of friends who emailed me in 2005 and they were like this show is opening in toronto called blue man group and i'd seen blue man in 97 and they're like this kind of sounds like something you would be interested in or good at. And I kept saying, no, I don't, I don't have time. I'm touring. I'm yeah. busy. I'm touring. And this one friend of mine, Kelly Ruth, emailed me six times and said, you need to check out this audition. So I was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe this is something. Maybe this is a sign. Maybe I should check this out. So I did. And the biggest thing for me was just how much fun I had in the audition process because you just put into a, a room with a bunch of other people who were auditioning and then they basically, you know, Randall Jane would just basically be, okay, let's play a little game. Let's all play a little game. And I was like, right on. Let's just play some <laughs> games like theater games and uh, improv games. And he just would set up a scenario and say, okay, this is the scenario that you're in. And uh, okay, go. Everybody just just be in that scenario, be a character in that scenario and, and play around. And for some reason, I don't know, it's just part of my personality. I just like to do that sort of thing. And it's just a fun thing to do. And then I was a drummer. I highly trained drummer. I was a classical drummer and a jazz drummer. So I had those skills already. And then then there's some other skills that we have to learn in the show that I spent hours and hours and hours. So I think there's a real sense of a determination that you have to have in order to be a performer in any situation. You're given a, a different set of scenarios and you're like, you kind of have to sink or swim at some point. So you have to have that, that idea of like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do this, figure out how to make this work and figure out how to work with the other people to make this particular skill or this situation work on the stage. This is Vocalo. I'm Jill Hopkins. Jeff Quay and Scott Bishop from the Blue Man Group are in studio. 
I want to talk a, a bit more about the process of, 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 of mounting these shows. Who's pitching ideas to who? How are they developed? How are they eventually worked out for the stage? Michael Dolan is a, he was a one-time, a long-time blue man who is now um, an artistic director located in New York. Right on. And he's collaborating with really just a tiny group of just a few other uh, perf- uh, ex-performers who are now creators and directors. And they're, they're tasked with sort of coming up with all the new uh, material. But they, some, they, where they get their ideas often are from, you know, the, the people who, like us who are doing the shows. And we might throw them ideas that we've come up with sometimes, you know, or uh, ideas based on experiences we've had from doing the show every night. Or they just sit in New York and just literally write new ideas based on the concept of the show and the character itself. Mm. I, uh, I am curious about how... Uh, in such a long-running show, you, you, you mentioned like it could be your 6,000th show. How do you keep that interesting as a performer and also keep it interesting for folks who uh, want to come back and see the show once a year? My personal device is every time I sit down and I'm about to start the show, and, and throughout a, a given show, I'm really looking at every moment through the eyes of, a, of an audience member. Mm-hmm. And that makes a huge difference because as a performer – people can get very jaded. You know, you you do a show 10 times and you might think, okay, I got this. I want to move on to something else. And and we we really have performers. We have to dig deep and find more meaning in, uh, in you know, what we're doing, our relationship with the audience, our relationship with the material. So, you know, the, the first thing I do is always just look out in the audience and just look at them and just sort of see and observe the the actual sort of childlike wonder that they're experiencing um, as they sit out there not knowing what they're about to experience. And yeah. so much of the Blue Man character is about uh, experiencing a newness, experiencing a new way of looking at things like through a child's eyes or uh, with a sense of wonder. I, I think an important <clears throat> part of that process is we we take risks on stage. And, and the writing is open enough where there's um, there's moments where we have to improvise. We have to do what we think or what we feel. And um, it's important to take risks. And so when we take risks, we run the risk of failing. And mm-hmm. and I think on a nightly basis, our when we have these minute failures, quote unquote, that's where we learn and that's where the real excitement comes. And and I think there's something to be said for when you're an audience member and you're you're watching a performance and you get the sense that the performers are maybe on the edge of their ability. Yeah. As opposed to maybe seeing a recital or, or, or some sort of performance that it's so virtuosic, it's so refined, that you just know that everything is going to be perfect. Yeah. I think deep down, audience members really, really enjoy that feeling of excitement where they're, they're looking at the performers going, I don't know if they knew what they were doing <laughs> right then. Yeah. And, and, and there are times where that's the feeling we want to give. There are times where that actually is what's going on. You know, there are yeah. little moments where we put ourselves. It's like I think of myself as I, I'll try to paint myself into a corner, either musically or with the situation that the Blue Men are doing on stage. And then we see how we can get out of that. And that <laughs> that struggle, that that negotiation is mm-hmm. what I think really keeps an audience interested, even if they don't cognitively or or consciously know that that's what we're doing.
I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo joining me from the Blue Man Group, Scott Bishop and Jeff Quay. In the, the mid-90s, the late 90s, the Blue Man Group could have easily uh, fallen into what I had, had called a percussion-based theater, uh, bringing the noise, bringing the funk, stomp. And it could have gone by the wayside, just like those th- shows do. I mean, they're, they're, they get remounted here and there, but the Blue Man Group is, is, has always been here for us. What, what makes folks appreciate it and keep coming back and keep bringing their families and and people have grown up with this you know you know be, being part of this now for about you know 23 years or so i've always watched and been part of the creative process and i've always n- noted how we've gone to great lengths to avoid becoming cliche mm-hmm. e- e- you know onto ourselves or onto the rest of the culture and um uh you Stomp, for example, that was such a cool show, and I'm sure yeah. it still is. Uh, but I, I, we would always, you know, we would even have discussions sometimes, well, we don't want to be like Stomp, not because we didn't like Stomp, but because Stomp had uh, really established itself in a very certain way. And and we knew that we were very different from Stomp, so we wanted to make sure that we weren't, you know, falling prey to just uh, doing a lot of kind of creative and crazy percussion stuff on stage. Like, mm-hmm. there always had to be a deeper meaning that was tied to the Blue Man character. Uh, so, you know, ev- everything we do, I think there's there's a deeper meaning to it. So it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, it's colorful, it's uh, musical. So you can go to the show and, and experience it on this uh, just simple level of, wow, it's fun and crazy, I'm not sure what they're doing, but it's interesting. Or you can kind of really dig deep into any one moment and find uh, a lot of layers of, of meaning to it. And there's themes, right? There's there's an overarching theme throughout the uh, the performances, uh, and some of them are kind of overt, and some of them are less so. Can you talk to me about what what you're trying to convey uh, that may uh, people may not pick up on because they're just having a, a silly time? <laughs> hmm. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What, you said that there's overarching theme. What, what do you find that theme to be? I always thought that uh, it was kind of just a theme of inclusivity, but also there's that, like, there's always the, the odd man out. <laughs> and so when, when that guy gets kind of brought back into the fold, I, I, always, I always kind of internally cheer, sometimes externally. <laughs> but I don't know. I just kind of... It, it, yeah, anybody could be a blue man. It could be you. It could be me. You don't know who's under that mask, so you can project anything you want onto that person. Mm-hmm. I, I really just enjoy that as just like kind of just social commentary. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's true. It's um, it, I think sometimes as a little experiment on stage, we kind of force the concept of the other. You know, there's three blue men on stage, and there's often these little scenarios where two of them sort of seemingly agree on something and one of them seems to have a different take on things and it really uh, it lets the audience have a, a little view into this otherness and then inevitably they're, they always seem to come together and and, um, and like I, I just I, I like your take on that that it's a it's sort of a, a theme of inclusivity.
This is Vocalo. I'm Jill Hopkins. We're talking about the Blue Man Group. I want to talk about some of these new elements to the show, new instruments, uh, new music. It is is great because, like I said earlier, people like to return to the show and they want to be greeted with some new stuff. Can you tell me about the differences that are in store for revisiting audiences and what kind of classic elements remain? I think the beginning of the show is... I really dig into in the beginning of the show. It's very different for me. It's a little bit darker. It's a little bit more mysterious, I think. And it it kind of puts the audience in the spotlight a little bit right from the very beginning, which is literal and figurative. Yeah. Kind of in a very cool way. Do we have some classic pieces that will always be, because the writing on some of those pieces is just so good and so interesting and remains relevant. So there's some there's some iconic pieces that have remained in the show but we've you know we've introduced a lot of new uh, several new instruments which are really fun to play um, st- string instruments and some triggered instruments that they've created and, and made aesthetically really quite beautiful I think yeah and, and, and there's also a, a cool moment in the show where we have an audience member come up on stage and we give them an opportunity to play some music with Fun. us and that's that's sort of a first. It I mean, we, we often have audience interaction and and we have fun with them. Um, but um, we, I, it's I can't think of a time where we've actually had them participate musically. So that's that's fun. That's a big risk. Oh, people are going to lose their minds. Yes. <laughs> it's really challenging. It's really funny. You know, you're just like it's like the same thing. We bring people up for a couple of different things, and and this one that uh, Jeff is talking about, it plays this with these new instruments, and they're they're kind of like. Um, me- metallic temple blocks, really. And yeah. it's really fun to, to bring somebody up and you think, well, I wonder how this person... And they either really come alive or maybe they get shy <laughs> or whatever and you still have to try and make it into something. And then by the end of that, that's one of the, the pieces where the audience is like, by the end of it, they're just like, no matter what the person does on stage, the fact that somebody was on stage working with us <laughs> in that musical way, people just love it. People are just like, oh my God, that was so much fun. So I am so excited to, to check out the show and I think lots of other people will be too. They can go to blueman.com slash Chicago and find out showtimes and ticket information. Jeff, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Long live the Blue Man. My pleasure.